Do you ever feel like one night you went to sleep, only to wake up the next morning and the entire world had lost its collective mind? Suddenly not only is homosexual marriage enshrined in national law, suddenly there's a real epidemic of parents and teachers allowing and even enabling their own children to pretend they can change their gender? What? Where in the world did all of this come from? And who's even fighting against this madness? Our next investigative documentary film, Dysphoria, is now in production and will be releasing later this year. Like you, we saw what was happening all around us and said, what in the world is this and where did it come from? More importantly, through Dysphoria, we explore where the church is in all of this and what can and must be done by us, the body of Christ, to fight this wickedness. Sign up for our monthly newsletter at fearlessfeatures.org to keep up with us and stay up to date about the upcoming release of Dysphoria. Hey everybody, welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber. I'm Amber Archer, and joining me is my husband, Mark Archer. Hello, Newman. <laughs> We're a husband and wife filmmaking team on a mission to educate, motivate, and inspire others to take action and stand for truth and righteousness in their communities. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. We're glad you're here. Uh, be sure to share this podcast, subscribe, leave us a review on your favorite listening platform. It's a small way you can help us continue to grow this ministry. And you can learn more about us and the movies we're making by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. <laughs> and we're off to another Tuesday edition. We have been studying, well, not studying, well, yeah, studying and sharing mm -hmm. about the false pagan gods of this age. And it's a good time, I'll tell you. Uh-huh. You don't know, you don't know fun until you spend another <laughs> part of a day studying <clears throat> demonology and the occult and yeah, it's fun. It's fortunately, good. fortunately for us, we're not going too deep with these, just giving people an overview mm -hmm. because once you see it and recognize it, it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So you don't have to dig very far. Yeah. So as with last week, we'll give our disclaimer here that this is uh, uh, not intended for young listeners. So uh, usher them out of the room, press pause, come back to it another time. That's fine. Not going to hurt our feelings because we're going to discuss some things that are not appropriate for young minds, even though these things are being pushed on young minds. Right. But uh, <clears throat> so... Today we're talking about Baphomet. Mm -hmm. All right. But before we get to Baphomet. <laughs> uh, okay. We have other things. Uh, so, <clears throat> so someone reminded me on, um, on Facebook uh, last week when I... Shared about Baal? I shared about... No, Molech. Oh, Moloch. That's right. I forgot. And I shared about the... So we played the audio from the Alex Jones documentary. Mm-hmm where they sacrificed a Moloch in the redwoods of Northern California. Yeah, and if you're just joining us, so we first covered Gaia, which, you know, you'll see all the climate change because mm -hmm. Gaia is the nature, earth, God. Mother nature. Mother nature. Yes. Uh, and then we went, was it Baal next? or? Then it was Baal. Then it was Baal, and then Moloch. Molek, Moloch, whatever. We did, we did two weeks on Gaia. Can't help so, it. So I mean, because, you just can't help it. <laughs> well, because it's so prevalent. Everything yeah. now is... Everything climate change. Is, you know, you're going to kill the universe by breathing. And so this is mm -hmm. all Gaia. Yeah. It's all it's all Satan worship, but... Uh, anyway, so, back to... <clears throat> so anyway, I, I, shared, um, I shared a link about uh, this film 
um, that Alex Jones put out and said, you know, if, if you have doubts about the worship of Molech, here's the link to the film. Go watch it. And then Cassandra in Texas uh-huh. uh, reminded me of another uh, flaming festival celebration called Burning Man. And she said, are you talking about Burning Man? And I said, oh, no, I forgot about Burning Man. <laughs> so thank you, Cassandra, for reminding me. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> so I wanted to, before we get on to... Um, Baphomet. Baphomet. And get them all confused. Yeah. I'm talking about what Burning Man is. Have you ever heard of this? I have never heard of this. <clears throat> okay. Let me read just a bit here. Is this is this all over the U.S. or is this just this, in Texas or this, this is out in um, is it in Texas Nevada Oh Nevada Okay Okay Burning Man This is from Britannica I think Yeah <clears throat> Late Summer Arts Festival and Adventure and the establishment of expressive communities held annually in the Black Rock Desert Northwestern Nevada Okay Secret Society <laughs> <laughs> It's more, it's well, it's a, let me read the history. Burning Man was inaugurated in 1986 when Larry Harvey and Jerry James, two members of the San Francisco art community, you know it's going to be good. It San reminds Francisco me of, art you remember community. the, wasn't it San Francisco, um, the gay choir that they're yes. coming after our children? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll convert your we'll children. convert your children. Yeah, That's the, right. Okay. The San Francisco sodomites, I like to call them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The San Francisco arts community burned an eight-foot-tall wooden effigy of a man on San Francisco's Baker Beach in celebration of the summer solstice. All right. Sounds a lot like Gaia. 20 people witnessed the event. Over the next four years, Harvey and James and ever-expanding crowds returned to the site with increasingly taller effigies. In 1990, however, when a 40-foot tall effigy was prepared for immolation at the beach location the police intervened at the last minute and forbade the structure from being set ablaze 40 foot tall wooden statue i'm trying to figure out what tree they're cutting down (laughs) there's a hole in the sky where a tree once was we'll play that some other time (laughs) consequently the the event was moved that year to the black rock desert where the effigy was burned on labor day weekend in early September. Okay, so that's where it comes from. Okay, and wh- so what was the point of it? Does it say? Um, Why well, did these two guys start this? It, well, because, it because they're artists and they wanted to celebrate summer solstice, of course. Okay. The Burning Man Festival expanded dramatically over the next two decades. Its duration was extended to span the entire week. Uh, with ignition of the effigy regularly scheduled for the Saturday before the holiday, the <laughs> Labor Day. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you just said it, it began, it expanded for a full week. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just my mind thinking out loud here. And I thought, oh, look, here's two people who started something and they're looking around. Oh, look at all these fools coming to help us yeah, worship this. Yeah. Let's make an event out of it. Yeah, well, it gets better. <laughs> um,. Okay, attendance rose exponentially, exceeding 50,000 by 2010. Each year, a new temporary city with named streets, villages, and camps was erected in the desert to accommodate all the attendees. And I'm going to leave links because you have to see the pictures of this. It is insane how big this thing is now. But it makes me wonder why do people, what are you, do they even know what they're going for? Or is it just, it just becomes this. We'll get to that. Okay. (laughs) 
Every Burning Man festival has a unique theme announced well in advance of the event. And virtually all aspects of the festival reflect, reflect that theme. For example, in 2000, the theme was the body. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, many and camps. for what purpose? It's it's all about the arts. I mean, I say one body, many parts. I think we got different meanings. Right. <laughs> Anyone attending Burning Man is expected to be an active participant, particularly through the installation of art projects or by involvement in one of the camps or villages. Now, put a pin in that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let me start first with... From the from burningman.org. Okay. Our mission. Okay. <clears throat> oh, good. Okay, here we go. Here's my answers. I'm gonna I'm gonna get them, aren't I? <laughs> See if you understand anything that they're talking okay. about. Okay. Burning Man's prod Burning Man Project's mission is to produce the annual event known as Burning Man and to guide, nurture, and protect the more permanent community created by its culture. Ah, uh, the growing uh, guy. I told you. Look at all these okay. fools. <laughs> Our intention is to generate society that connects each individual to his or her creative powers, to participation in community, to the larger realm of civic life, and to the even greater world of nature, nature, that exists beyond society. You guys are retarded. Okay. No, no, no. This is a full expression. Uh Uh-huh. I don't like you because you're dangerous. We believe that the experience of Burning Man can produce positive spiritual change in the world. Oh, my word. What? To this end, it is equally important that we communicate with one another with the citizens (laughs) of Black Rock City. Okay. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. The touchstone of value in our culture will always be immediacy, experience before theory, moral relationships before politics, survival before services, roles before jobs. Embodied support before sponsorship. What does that even mean? Um, because, okay, remember, it's two guys. And so they get to throw these festivals. And like I said, <clears throat> look at all these people who are coming out. Let's, let's capitalize on it, right. right? You want to hear their 10 principles? Oh, okay. Radical inclusion. Anyone may be part of Burning Man. Gifting. They're devoted to acts of gift giving. Uh huh. Decommodification. In other words, they don't allow vendors. Uh, right? It's it's just them. It's 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 their show. Right. Um, <laughs> radical self reliance. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I love to see how these people live. Right. <laughs> it's a bunch of RVs. Radical. Well. And one of the, so one of the side articles, I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent, but (laughs) people who live in nearby Black Rock City are upset because they have this official policy of leave no trace. You're supposed to clean everything up. Yeah. Guess what they left behind the last time? I don't know. A 747 jet. What? The wings were chopped off. The tail is chopped off. And somebody turned it into basically a rolling hotel. And they left it out there. Wow. It's <laughs> okay. Leave no trace except for the jet. Uh, <laughs> radical self expression, communal effort, civic responsibility, leaving no trace, participation, and immediacy. Okay, those are there. <clears throat> now, participation, and everyone's expected to participate. 
And and so at this point, you've got over 50,000 people who show up to this? It's more than that now. The last I read was um, over 80,000. Okay. Okay. From... <laughs> From news.com.au. So this is an Australian yep. website. Inside the Burning Man Festival's Orgy Dome. So do they have Burning Man over there too, or are they still no. talking about the one here? They're talking about this one. Okay. Where 5,000 revelers get down and dirty every year. Sick O's! Yes. Now, I'm not going to read all of this. <sighs> Let me read select excerpts. It's warning explicit. You don't say. <sighs> For most of us, I'm not going to read that. Um, okay, according to The Sun, which is another tabloid, um, among the attractions at the yearly event, which sees tens of thousands of people gather for at least a week of rebellious mayhem, is the Orgy Dome. I wonder when that started. You know, know. In, in, what, in what part of this process, from the genesis of right, this, right. did this start? Oh, look, we, we got it's got to be new and exciting every right, year. Right. What's our new theme going to be? Hmm. Um, run by a group called And Then There's Only Love. Oh, my word. The 24-hour giant tent is billed as a safe, sex-positive, consensual space for couples and moresomes to play. How many cases of monkeypox came out of there? <laughs> okay. Uh, everyone's invited, regardless of whether you're straight, lesbian, gay, bi, polyamorous, or monogamous. People. And it's very detailed. It's bad for your health. I'm not going to read any more of that, but that's <laughs> that's Burning Man. Uh-huh. So thank you, Cassandra, for reminding us <laughs> But <laughs> Burning Man, that's what that is. And of course... Have, well, have, their, have their structures gotten any bigger? Well, they burn them down. That's the whole point of it. So they, they make... And if you look at their website, if you go to burningman.org, mm -hmm. and it says, there's a picture for this coming year. Mm -hmm. It says, here is your temple. Oh, Right, yeah. So there's this theme and everything is built around this temple and all these freakish artists bring their stuff out here. And then there's all the, the swingers that come out to. Lord, I pray the scales would come off of their eyes. Yeah. Let them see what they're doing. So that's that's Burning Man. Mm -hmm. So that is in northern Nevada. Oh, OK. 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 Back to back to uh, Baphomet. Let's talk about Baphomet. <clears throat> so um, Baphomet is. The transgender god. It, it is the transgender god. This is why uh, I've been waiting for this, because, of course, in our research for dysphoria. Which is our new documentary film. Right. We've learned a lot about Baphomet. So let mm -hmm. me read this from Britannica. Now, there are a lot of, just like all these, if you do an internet search for Baphomet, it's B-A-P-H-O-M-E-T, you're going to find lots of different pictures. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> and there's a couple different versions of Baphomet. Sort of like we just talked about with uh, Moloch last week. Because yeah. one, like an owl or this like goat head. Like a cow head. A cow head, yeah. yeah. So the, the more traditional version of Baphomet, um, head of a goat, angel wings, torso of a, Looks like a torso of a man with women's breasts. Mm -hmm. So the the lower torso has um, 
like where his abs would be is the symbol of medical, mm-hmm. you know, the, the two snakes around the pole. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And his legs are that of a goat. Okay. Uh, now, uh, Baphomet, it says, invented pagan or Gnostic idol or deity that the Templars were accused of worshiping and that was later embraced by various occult and mystical writers. So, and there's a lot of, so, okay, so the Templars, the Knights Templar, way back in the early Middle Ages, there's this whole story about how they were accused of worshiping Baphomet. I don't know. I didn't go into it. I don't really care <clears throat> because as you'll see when we uh, get to these news reports, Baphomet is alive and well here in America. The first known mention of Baphomet was in a letter written in 1098 by Anselm of Ribamont describing the siege of Antioch during the First Crusade. Anselm stated that the Turks called loudly upon Baphomet. Most scholars believe that the word refers to Muhammad, the founder of Islam. In 1307, Philip IV of France had every Templar in France arrested, accusing them of such heretical acts as idolatrous worship of a bearded male head called Baphomet. Whoa, wait a minute. Did I just, did I just understand you right to say that Muhammad? Mm-hmm. It does have a tie-in with Muhammad. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll also talk about. Why did, I, why did I not get that far in my study of this? <laughs> we'll also talk about that probably next week because I want to also talk about the false religions okay. that go along yeah. with these. So, um, okay, by the 19th century, Freemasons had also been said to worship Baphomet. I don't know if there's any truth in that, but. Um, That's from the Britannica? Yes. Okay, influential French occultist Eliphas Levi created the Baphomet that has become a recognized occult icon. Um, Baphomet imagined as a sabbatic goat, a hermaphroditic winged human figure with the head and feet of a goat that is adorned with numerous esoteric symbols. Levi describes the meaning of each element of the drawing, which is defined by its profound and pervasive duality. British occultist Alistair Crowley also adopted adopted Baphomet, notably in his Gnostic Mass. More recently, the Satanic Temple commissioned a statue of Baphomet, which was unveiled in 2015 and then moved to various places as a protest against displays of the Ten Commandments monuments in public spaces, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about here some more. Do you have anything else about Baphomet before we go to break? Um, well, I'll, I was going to say if, if um, I did find an article while, while I was researching and interesting, the Satanic Temple. Yes. Um, they actually sued Netflix for and won their settlement for $50 million for the recreation of the Baphomet statue. Did they really? They did. Isn't that interesting? For their new TV series. Don't you know? Your kids can watch and see and learn. Yes. Well, we'll talk, we'll talk more about Baphomet going, coming to Hollywood because we've got some news reports to share. Okay. Okay, be right back. If you are listening to this podcast and you haven't had the chance to watch The Mind Polluters yet, we want to let you know that you can watch it online exclusively at themindpolluters.com. 
The Mind Polluters exposes the graphic sex education, social-emotional learning programs, and the roots of all this corruption in our public school systems, all the way back to Alfred Kinsey and his perverse experimentation on children, and how it was legitimized through publications and eventually codified into law around the world. Have you found yourself wondering where all these pornographic library books came from? Have you wondered where in the world all of this started? Well, The Mind Polluters answers all those questions and more. Watch The Mind Polluters today at themindpolluters.com. Okay, so we're back. Now, um, as we stated from the uh, description of Baphomet, uh, the Satanic Temple in in North America has their own Baphomet now Mm -hmm. that they like to move around as a symbol of protest. Here's an uh, article from... Uh, where is this from? The Washington Times. Satanic Temple installs holiday display featuring baby Baphomet at Illinois Capitol. Mm-hmm. Big shock for Illinois. Illinois made sure that during this Christmas season, Satan gets equal time. At a ceremony Monday at the Illinois Capitol in Springfield, members of the Satanic Temple of Illinois installed a display of the deity Baphomet as a baby. They chanted, Hail Satan. As just a few feet away, members of a Catholic group recited the rosary and held banners reading, Satan has no rights and Mary crushes the serpent. Members of the Satanic Temple said their exhibition is a display of positive values such as pluralism, unity, compassion, and empathy. Minister Adam, who did not give his surname to Springfield TV station WICS, told the ABC affiliate that the state capitol quote, welcomes a diverse range of religions every year to display holiday statues during the holiday season. So we wanted to join in on that. And it goes on and on. I actually have some news articles about the Baphomet statue. Do you have anything you want to add in before we go to those? Uh, well, I mean, we got to get back to the, the, the lawsuit with, you know, our entertainment for children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so news pictures, Netflix settles $50 million lawsuit with Satanic Temple over Baphomet statue. The Satanic Temple has settled its $50 million lawsuit against Netflix after accusing the streaming site of stealing the copyrighted design of its Baphomet statue. Now, why, now why would anybody want to do that? Lucian Greaves, the co-founder of the Satanic Temple, announced in October that he planned to take legal action against Netflix for displaying a very similar statue on its hit show, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Oh, so if your kids are watching that, you got Baphomet in the background. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Greaves accused Netflix of, quote, appropriating our copyrighted monument design to promote their asinine satanic panic fiction. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, it goes on and on. So, but if you go, and I'll leave a link to this article because it's it's lengthy. The Satanic Temple claims its Baphomet statue is very distinct and has numerous prominent features that do not exist in any prior representation. Pictured, uh, and they show a picture of this guy, Lucian Greaves, who's got like one eye covered in a white contact lens. He's kind of a creepy dude. He's weird. Um And he says, I think that it's kind of a coincidence. When you look at Baphomet, there's really only a couple of statues of him. They have their statue and we've got our statue in the show. The Satanic Temple claims its Baphomet statue is very distinct and has numerous prominent features that do not exist in any prior representation. 
and they've got a picture of this guy, um, Lucian Greaves, who's the co-founder of the Satanic Temple. And he's the guy with one eye that's like wandering and it's got this white film over it. Yeah, it's like a white contact lens or something. (laughs) I don't know. Weird. He's totally fake. And and he's got this stupid facade. He just acts so like he's... Very innocent, and we're just the intellectuals. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. he goes on here. Because uh, Lisa Soper, the production designer for Sabrina, denied that the show modeled their Baphomet statue from the Satanic Temple's design. She said, I think that's kind of a coincidence. When you look at Baphomet, there's really only a couple of statues of him. They have their statue, and we got ours on the show. <laughs> it says there's hundreds and hundreds of iterations of him. He's always seen with people around him. Because the thing was, because you've got... Small children who in this statue, mm-hmm. and, and we'll show, we'll leave a link to it. Um, there's small children who are looking up at this false god, right? At Baphomet, right? right. So he, he has children around him. Mm-hmm. Remember, this is a transgender god. This is it's the, one boy and one girl who are adoring him. Yes, the transgender and pedophile god is what Baphomet is. Mm-hmm. I find it fascinating that the satanic temple has revealed their true intentions there by claim, claiming a. Uh, trademark violation right on there. Right. You, you can't have our God. We own him. You know, I, I was thinking about that before we went on the show. And one of these days, because Satan will not be outdone. Right. You know, that dude's going down. Yeah, you guys like, are. Yikes. You guys are retarded. Don't want to be anywhere near that guy. As, uh, dumb mm. as dumb. Okay. One of the central missions of the Satanic Temple has been to fight back against witch hunts and irrational mob panics. And there are signs of Satanic panic revival today. And as Satanists, we need to do all we can to fight back against negligent and harmful representation, says Lucian Greaves. Of the Satanic Temple. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, on that note... Did you know that they have their own movie? Who? The Satanists. Oh, no, I didn't know that. It's called Hail Satan. Here's the trailer. It's a beautiful day here at the state capitol. Great day to be a Satanist. Well, there aren't very many people there. I believe it, and I'm very excited about it. This guy's got a strapped on. Wow. We're not what you think we are. Really? Satanic Temple is an idea between a handful of people directly confronting authority. This makes life fun. State officials have put up a Ten Commandments monument on government property. Satanists are demanding equal rights. I am a tax-paying member of Arkansas, and I don't want that there. They just want to irritate. The Satanic Temple says, and you also need to put up our monument to Satanism. As a Satanist, I believe that confronting injustice is an expression of one's Satanic faith. You see Christian theocracy just creeping itself into our government, and it is our duty to stand (laughs) up to this. We want people to evaluate the United States being a Christian nation. It's not. Oh, there's a guy. We are supposed to be a nation that doesn't allow the government to dictate what is appropriate religious expression. Satanists sue Missouri. If we're being sued by the Satanic Temple, we got to be doing something right. It's our goal to shut down their agenda, which is to bring death and destruction. You guys are horrible people. Is this how everyone that's different is treated? It is out of not only Satanism, but patriotism that I am motivated. Satanism is looking out for the other. Because we are the other. Yeah, you are. 
right. And following a code of ethics, having fellowship with brethren, why can't that be a religion? We do indeed invoke Satan. We have gone from three people to 50,000. There's no doubt that this is my life's work. Why did it say hilarious? Hail Must see. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Wow. Oh, there's Baphomet with Baphomet the again. Oh, wow. It's... Not <laughs> yeah, so that was a documentary they played at Sundance. You know what year that came out? Uh, I think it was ni- um, 2006. I want to say I'll 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 have to check on that. Um, but here, so I've got a news report about the Baphomet statue first being unveiled in Detroit. Big shock. Yeah. Detroit. All right, here we go. There's one devilish controversy, a statue being unveiled right here in Detroit. But the group putting on this date with the devil is keeping some things a secret for now. 7 Action News reporter Ross Jones here with a strange story, and this is strange. Very strange. Some have called this a publicity stunt, guys. Others say that it's just purely sinister. Whatever you want to call it, the group putting it on says you can't stop it. From the moment it was announced, religious leaders have fought to keep this nine-foot, one-ton symbol of Satan from setting foot in Detroit. They've prayed, they've protested. Gather together to stand as one unified voice against this demonic spirit. But the devilish statue is still on its way, now planned to be unveiled this Saturday at an undisclosed location somewhere in Detroit. The event is being put on by the Satanic Temple, a group that first wanted to unveil the statue at Burt's Warehouse in Detroit. But when patrons started to complain, Burt's backed out, and event planners looked for a new venue. On its website, the temple insists it's not a religious group and believes in the pursuit of knowledge and freedom of will. Not that's, that's not what their movie just said. Say, right. The freedom to offend. And the statue is more than offensive to many. It was created in response to a monument of the Ten Commandments placed here on the grounds of the state courthouse in Oklahoma City, Ultimately, the temple says that's where they want to place their nine-foot statue permanently. But first comes Saturday night's unveiling. And if you're looking to get in some face time with Satan, the temple would love to have you. So this is 2015. The party promises dancing and music starting at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 25 bucks. But if you'd like to get your picture taken on the satanic symbol's lap, that will cost $50 more. Turns out the freedom to offend isn't very free at all. So to prevent people from protesting the event venue, the organizers are not announcing where the unveiling will take place until the day of the event. Ticket holders, we are told, will be notified via email sometime Saturday. <laughs> wow, Ross. Yeah, wow's a good word for wow's it. Wow's a good <laughs> we'll word. Leave it at that. Indeed. Thank you. That's right, John. Wow's a good word. Uh-huh. Thoughts, comments, questions, concerns? Oh. I've I'm, got more. I'm going I'm to keep them to myself because they're, they're not very nice. <laughs> So that's what I'm going to say. Okay, so that was when Baphomet went to Detroit. I've got uh, I've got another one. Okay, wait, 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 pause for a second. So what was the um what was the one that we just talked about? Uh, you know the gold thing. It was it in New York or New Jersey? Oh, the, the New York. Pro-abor- it, it the pro-abortion on, one. Yeah, that was on top of a courthouse in New York City. And what do you remember what it was called? I don't remember what it was called. But this, but this is what it reminds me of. What you'll see this all across the country. All yeah. these different false gods and things. Yeah. And, and if you don't really know unless it's happening in your city. The one in New York was some kind of a Hindu. Yeah, and it's no Hydra kind of weird thing. Yeah, it was. I don't know exactly. Yeah, I don't know either. People just referred to it as the Golden Demon. Yeah, because you know, and it was it making its tour. Because yeah. next stop is Houston. I think it was. I think so. 
So that one, actually, I'm going to skip that one because it talks about the trailer that we just saw. But mm. this is, um, let's see, Laura Ingram talking about Baby Baphomet. And we'll just w- listen to a little bit of this because she, she has um, Franklin Graham on. Mm-hmm. And he just flat out shares the gospel, which, <laughs> which okay. I thought was great. Welcome back to the Ingram Angle. Imagine walking into your state's capital during the week of Christmas and seeing this monstrosity. It's a so-called art display in Illinois depicting the satanic figure Baphomet as a baby. It sits right next to the nativity. Is it it's so obvious out? what the satanic temple, the group out. who put this thing on, is doing. They are mocking religious expression and the nativity. Joining me now, is Reverend Franklin Graham. He's president and CEO of Samaritan's Purse. Reverend Graham, Merry Christmas. Your reaction to this blasphemous image at the Illinois Capitol? Well, first of all, the devil has been trying to destroy Christmas for 2,000 years. When King Herod sent his troops to Bethlehem to hunt for the baby Jesus to kill him. And so the devil has been trying to destroy Christmas ever since. And this is just another very sad attempt. But you know, Christmas is about God's love. It's not about the satanic temple. It's about God mm. so loving this world that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to take our sins. Jesus died for our sins. He was buried. He rose again. He's alive. And if we're willing to repent, turn from those sins and put our faith and trust in him, God will forgive our sins and he'll heal our hearts and he'll invite us to be with him for eternity. But this is what Christmas is all about. It's about God loving this earth and loving you and loving me. Reverend Graham, I need to ask you about this new poll that just came out. The percentage of Americans who are... Okay, enough with the polls. Yeah. I thought that was a well-spoken response to baby Baphomet. Yeah. Well, because it is sad. All these people say and don't say, they're all going straight to hell. Yeah. I mean, I their hearts are hardened. I don't. I don't know, you know... I empathize because I think who who's going to reach these people? Mm-hmm. How how can you help them? But the truth is, there are just some people who they're just gonna they're gonna choose wrong. Yeah. The interesting thing about Baphomet, like we said, if you look at, of course, now that we've established through through the federal court system that uh, there are various versions of Baphomet mm-hmm. and. The, w- at least one of them is trademarked by the <laughs> right. Satanic Temple. Um, but the, the wait are are the statues of Jesus and the statues of the Ten Commandment are they all trademarked? You know, I don't. Are they copyrighted? I don't, I don't know. It's an interesting. I don't know thing to ponder. And these days, it wouldn't sh- wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> but you know the 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 prior version of Baphomet is definitely androgynous. Mm-hmm. You know. Also transhuman. Mm-hmm. This is the interesting thing is that Baphomet, which is this image that's now becoming more and more popular, is a transhuman deity. The head of a goat, angel wings, breasts of a woman, torso of a man, feet of a goat, pharmacy in the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see it everywhere. I mean, uh, Elon Musk the richest man in the world. Now, I'm not accusing him of being a Satanist, mm-hmm. but there are plenty of pictures. If you just just do an a internet search for Elon Musk's Baphomet costume, and he was at a Halloween party, and he had this, he had this suit on. It's this red armored suit, 
And I'd seen it this picture a couple times, and I thought, oh, he's dressed like Iron Man, right? Everybody compares him to Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. It's not Iron Man. If you look at what's on the chest, it's not. It's not Iron Man. It's Baphomet. Oh yeah, I see this. Right? So, um, uh, poor choice. Yes, uh, he's he has. Without going into a lot of detail about Elon Musk, because I don't really care, uh, but he has had psycho girlfriends in the past that were very much into the occult. So, you know, this kind of stuff, if you, it's when it's all presented like, hey, this is just fun and hip and it's kind of a joke to make fun of the, the Jesus freaks out there, right? Uh, I I understand. I get it. You don't think that it's a serious thing. It's why people play with Ouija boards and stuff like that. Oh, it's mm. just a joke, right? Um, but this is it's not to be taken lightly. So I think he probably did it because some Hollywood designer told him, "Oh, this is hot. You should wear this. Yeah. This will make you cool." So anyway, so that's that's Baphomet. That's the <clears throat> the new. The new, hip, the new hip uh, god that everybody's talking about. So the Satanic Temple, that's their god. So we wanted to make sure that we covered Baphomet. So mm-hmm. I just it made me think of that. Um, even here in Indiana, we had a fourth grade teacher mm-hmm. who yeah, oh started the uh, wanted to do the Satanic Club after yes, school. Yes, yeah, the after the so the Satanic Temple is growing mm-hmm. uh, a lot. There's a lot of people. Because we're in this this generation now that call themselves nons. They're non-Christian, non-believing. Mm-hmm. And so just to spite their parents, a lot of them, they'll say, yeah, I'm a Satanist. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. So that's that's why it's become this. They're, they're, the, uh, uh, they're the consumer occultists, right? They, they don't take anything seriously. They are their own god, which... Is what Satanism is all about. So mm-hmm. anyway, so that's Baphomet. So yeah. next week we're going to do at least one more to talk about false religions. I'm going to cover several false religions that aren't necessarily demon statues, but false religions that you will run into more and more in life today. So, Well, thank you guys for sticking around to the end. That's all the time we have for today. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button and leave us a review. And we'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Have Molly, a- Mr. Lamb Fries. Oh, you totally cut me off. Have a wonderfully blessed week. I don't like you because you're dangerous. <laughs> All right. Peace out.